0: Welcome to the Arma Energy Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, x grand Goggles, Just One Helmets, W Wheels, and Bill's Pipes. I am your host, Brad Gavhart, but with us on the line, we've got none other than Naveen from Powered by Naveen. Naveen, how's it going, brother?
1: Well, I'm doing good, Brad. How are you?
0: Hey, not too bad whatsoever. It's a sweltering 102 degrees up here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. (laughs) Uh, It's a hot day of bricklaying, but luckily now I'm inside, air-conditioned comfort, and I'm talking to a legendary wrench.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. And, yeah, I mean, it's uh, pretty hot where I am. I feel it's like uh, 70 degrees right now, you know, and by the beach, you know.
0: Yeah, no, you, you you guys have uh fairly moderate temperatures uh year round. Uh Winnipeg experiences over 100 degrees of temperature swing and uh for those of my lawyer, loyal listeners, you've heard me say that more than once and I apologize for that, but um yeah, man, it's super hot up here. Uh I work construction for a living, but uh when I'm not laying bricks, I like to come down to my basement here and call up guys like yourself because uh you're the kind of guy that helps this, this industry um, keep rolling on and uh, and doing so in a, uh, a performance manner. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Powered by Naveen.
1: Um, man, you know, I like having kids, you know, and and at the end of the day, it's not, you know, it's not the glory, it's not the money, you know, it's just, you know, you are happy with yourself, like, oh, man, I, I helped someone out, you know. And uh, that's... Uh, the foundation behind Powered by I mean like, even when I work for other teams, or, you know, different factories, and, you know, there are some very satisfying, there's some not as satisfying, but, uh, in 2012, I moved to California, and, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, like, I'm going to do it my way, you know, and then, that's what matters at the end of the day, you know, I mean, that's what matters 20 years from now, you know, like, you did it, what you want to do, you know, and, uh, so, you know, I'm originally from Sri Lanka, uh, which is a tiny island uh, in Indian Ocean. And uh, my dad, my uncle, they're all into racing. Uh, actually, my uncle used to work for Mr. Honda in late 1950s. So, really? Yes. Uh, his name is Bhatia Miranda, and my dad got married to... Uh, you know, my dad's older sister got married to, you know, his brother. So those two brothers worked at Honda. And when this is when Honda had less than 20 employees. So uh, he was a test rider for Honda. The old RC, like, road race bikes, you know, they helped develop uh, those, one, those bikes. And uh, Mr. Honda and him and they, all Japanese people, they used to go to, like, Grand Free, Isle of Man, TT. And uh, so that's how the craziness started, you know, so it's, uh, my dad was his mechanic and then my dad raced uh, in Sri Lanka and won many uh, championships, national level, uh, all road race stuff. And uh, then he started his own motorcycle business, uh, became the best uh, Honda dealership, Honda dealer in Southeast Asia in 1982, I believe. And so it was all Honda, Honda, Honda. And then my dad got so big in racing and he raced Yamaha, he raced other brands. And mm-hmm. um, so, I don't know, it's, just, it's something in the blood, you know. Clearly. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, so then I started racing and uh, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it was a real situation because like all I wanted to do was ride. I was riding since I was three years old. And that my dad did everything to keep me away from racing, you know. And and back then, you know, I was like, man, you know, gotta be kidding me, you know. Like I want to go racing, you know. So I was this stubborn kid, like, okay, I'm gonna go for it at any cost, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I did start racing when I was 13, and uh, I won a motocross national championship, and then I got hurt really bad. I broke my back uh, twice. Actually, the second time it was pretty bad. Like I was on a bed for eight months, you know, with the cast on. And uh, wow. Then uh, ninth and tenth month, they pretty much you know teach me how to walk again, you know, because I lost my balance and all that stuff. And uh, I'm very, very lucky to be walking, you know, after that accident. And 11th month, you know, I started running, and I think the 13th month from the day of the injury, I raced my first race again, and I won, you know, and and it's one of those deals, you know, like, this sport, like, you know, it's just built on a lot of determination, and, uh, I don't know, I just want to prove the doctors wrong, you know, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm stronger than that, you know, and uh, then it was good, then I switched to road racing because the motor was still bugging I feel bad in it hurting me, my back injury and stuff. Um, then I switched to road racing and, you know, that's where all the, you know, my whole family, you know, they grew up road racing. So it was an easy switch for me. Then I uh, won the championship there. I won all the races that there had to be won. And then I came to U.S. and uh, my mom and dad, they were separated and she was living here because she went to school here and stuff growing up. Right. Uh, then she's the one who asked the question, like, hey, like, you know, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> I was probably, I don't know, 19 years old back then. And uh, because I was like, oh, I'm going to race today. I'm 35, you know, I'm going to win many races. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I'll be all right. <laughs> so then uh, she said, you know, if you really like what you do, you know, I mean, go to school and do something, you know, in that profession, you know, in that area. So, uh, I applied for MMI and, you know, I got accepted and I went to Phoenix MMI. Okay. And, uh, I came out as the best student of, uh, I think the, Who's been there like 21 years or something? And I also had the best, you know, grade averages and all that stuff. You know, when I graduated, but it's, uh, you know, the accomplishment was not just getting the best grade. It's just like, no, I want to come out there as the best person. You know, like I mean, the best I can be. You know, and uh, like, like you challenge yourself. You know and uh hundred
0: percent how did that uh how did that sets you like how did how well did m m i set you up for uh getting a job in the industry
1: um, and honestly uh, i was very picky with what i was looking because just to tell you the backstory because i was an international student i didn't get approved for for student loans or anything so okay I had to work my way through the school, you know. I'm the guy who worked from eight o'clock at night to eight in the morning and slept three hours and went to school from one to six, you know. Yeah. And totally. uh, so I remember like falling asleep, you know, during the test But I was like so determined, like, no no no, I want to <laughs> I want to get hundred percent, you know? And uh, yeah,
0: like uh, no sleep and still uh whooping whooping all your uh Classmates in in class,
1: yeah, definitely, and uh, so you know at the, when when I when I was finished with MMI, like you know, I was like, okay, I did it, you know, and I had a couple of instructors like they knew like uh, because I grew up around racing, like the I had the knowledge, you know. So they said, you know, don't waste time like going to three, four electives, you know. So I did the Honda elective, and I was the only student to get hundred percent final score at the Honda elective. And uh, then I came home. I was living in Colorado back then, Denver, Colorado. And then I was looking for a job, but I was applying for places where, like, you know, they have a race team, you know. They always have a race team, you know. So uh, there are a couple of places in California, and then I applied for Honda F Eastern also. And uh, I got a call right away within, like, two days. And then I got another call from California place, too. And, actually, when I was driving from Houston to come to California to get the job, and I got the call at uh, El Paso, from right in the middle, and then I was like, you know, at least it's hot and humid in Texas, you know, just like Sri Lanka, you know? So, I you I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it was a decision not made with, you know, I don't know, I just always follow my heart, you know. And uh, so went to Honda Houston and start working as a service tech and then within like three months they put me because Honda Freeston ran the amateur racing division of American Honda. Yeah. And uh, so I was you know, I was a service tech and race team mechanic. So, you know, those days They were, uh, you know, golden years in amateur racing. I I remember Honda used to give us, like, 60 motorcycles a year. And uh, so we helped, like, you know, 30 to 40 kids. And, uh, yeah, Josh Grant, Tommy Hahn, Will Hahn, Jake weimer they all came from, you know, that program. And uh, so I was actually Josh's mechanic when he just got off 85. And he's on yep. his 125s, and you know, schoolboy here. And uh, how
0: trick were some of those 125s? Oh,
1: so they were pretty sick bikes, you know. I mean, the the economy was good, the industry was, you know, booming. So you know, <laughs> everyone put a lot of money into you know their bikes and you know their setup. So um, they had really good bikes, and you know, huge. Like pops budget and you know a lot, a lot of help from everyone, you know. So, yeah, uh,
0: that was the golden year. That, that yeah, was ab- that was absolutely like the time to be in it. Was was when you were doing that?
1: Yeah, definitely it was a big time. And I mean, looking back, there was the a time when the economy went down. You know, I mean, there are, I know personally there are a few people, few kids that have disappeared only because that like, they can afford to go racing. You know, so. Oh, uh, no. I guess, you know, just like in life, it's it's timing, you know, timings, everything. So, um, anyway, so, I mean, it was, you know, I'm I'm super, you know, thankful for, you know, getting that job at the right time. And uh, then Josh got hired from, you know, Patrick Connection Racing Team, which is the Geico team now. And uh, they asked me to come with them right away, but... You know, the team already had their own mechanic and stuff, you know. And uh, and I really enjoyed working at Honda Fusion too. They had, like, you know, Dave Martin, Sean Martin, Nick, Josh. Uh, there, there were some really, really good group of people uh, at Honda Fusion, And uh, so I really enjoyed working there and, you know, going riding on the weekends and all the stuff. And then after first year at Josh Rose uh, at Factory Connection, you know, he did really good, and you know, probably well, you know he holds up, hangs down, and you know, so everyone, you know, starting to recognize him. And, I uh, thought, I'm uh,
0: oh, sorry to interrupt you there, though. I, no, I thought it, that Schneike was uh, his mechanic during his first semifinals.
1: Uh, yeah, Schneike uh, yeah, yeah, was his mechanic at the 2004. and, okay. Yeah, like I said, I didn't go. They asked me to go, but they had their own mechanic, which is Schneike.
0: Right. Okay, yeah. And,
1: uh, but Josh was recognized quick because, you know, he also had the hang down and all that, you know? And yeah. uh, then after the first year, Josh and Josh's dad, Mike Grant, uh, they called Great him... Great guy. Yeah, super. I mean, he's, you know, like a dad to me. And uh, they called him and said, hey, man, like, we really need you, you know, like, what does it take, you know? And so I talked to the Honda Houston guys too, and day for day, man, like, you know, they a door is always open for you, you know, but you know, they encouraged me to go also. And uh, so I took the job and I worked there for two years and, you know, we worked really hard and, you know, to bring the team up, you know, get more sponsored and mainly win races, you know. And um, so it was, it was a good run, you know. Uh, like I really enjoyed, you know, that run and after a while, you know, it's kind of time because you kinda of keep doing the same thing every week, you know, every day kind of thing. Yeah. And um it's just, you know, probably the best people the worst for but <laughs> it's me, you know, I just I don't want to be stuck like, you know, I want to keep learning, you know, I want to keep you know, I want to think, you know. And um so went back to Honda Houston and uh we had the Honda system racing division you know and so I worked in the warehouse we started the race shop and we started doing our own engines at the race shop and uh, yes. so the whole team because in the past we had like 15 different riders and 15 different engine builders and when the stuff break at the big nationals the engine builders are nowhere to be found so we were like you know let's uniform everyone you know because we at the race and uh, so it was that's how the Honda Eastern Racing part started, and I, you know, since I build engines, that's how the powered by Naveen started, you know, building racing engines, and uh, working at Factory Connection, you know, I think it was a, it was a great idea opener, At the same time, like I want to give that quality and technology to MHC too, you know, safety and all that. Like, give them trick bikes, you know, and uh so it was, you know, pretty good and Jessica Patterson she was on the team back then and in two thousand seven uh she won the women's WMX national championship on the engine Friday and uh, Oh so we're it, done. Yeah, yeah, so that was the first, you know, national championship. And, was that uh, the year she wrote a 250 or a 450? Uh, no, she wrote a 250, but that uh, WMA championship, they ran with the pro, pro guys. Yeah. And um, so I think the last one was a steel city. And uh, then after that, it just, business just took off. And and I was at Honda Houston for, you know, next till 2011 and, you know, helped. A lot of kids win amateur championships because we mainly focus on the amateur stuff. Yeah, absolutely. and and um, you know it was good, and then unfortunately, uh, you know, with the economy going down, you know, Honda cut budget uh, completely to Honda Houston, and it didn't make sense for them to go racing, you know, by spending money out of their hand, you know, out of their mm-hmm. pocket.
0: Absolutely.
1: So. Uh, I moved to California, and I opened up my own shop, powered by Naveen, so that's how the whole thing started, <laughs> or the there next, you go. Yeah, next step, I would say. <laughs>
0: that's the that's the whole rundown right there, like, from, from all the way from Sri Lanka to uh, opening your doors at Naveen, yeah. powered by Naveen.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks, um, yeah, I hope nobody fell asleep, you know, so... <laughs>
0: how could you fall asleep? We're talking about uh, at, at the beginning. We're talking about an individual or a couple of individuals who are working at Honda at, in its infancy. Like literally, you'd mentioned 20, 20 employees, and and starting out that way. It's unbelievable to think of how close they would have worked with literally Mister Honda himself. And it's um, it's it, it, that that taken back by that, but also uh, just getting like getting on with Honda of Houston at the right time to. To um, grab a a position with a guy like Josh Grant, like um, like like, of course, his dad Mike, great guy, super caring guy. I'm, yes. I imagine you probably got a hundred stories with that guy, and uh, <laughs> it all just uh, it it just it it all adds up to a lot of experience and a lot of know how of how to make those CRF engines go really fast, which is what uh, you specialize in.
1: Yes, yes, and um, I mean uh, like I said, I mean, the heart, you know, the connection with Honda, goes past, you know, two generations. And, um, uh, like I said, my dad, uh, he pulled a lot of road race course, uh, lap records to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, some of them, you know, went on Yamahas. And, you know, he, uh, he got, he, he had really great success on Yamaha. And, um, uh, Even for me too, you know, I I raised other brands when I was growing up, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the bike brands change and all that, but, you know, your blood is always red, you know, so that's why I always say, like, you know, the true passion always lies with Honda, you know, and, but I also welcome other challenges too, you know, like, for example, uh, uh, we had a rider, you probably heard Nick Schmidt, you know, supercross rider. Uh, the,
0: the Milestone Assassin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh,
1: he was on Hondas, and this year he switched to Suzuki's, and uh, he did his Suzuki's also. And uh, you probably see, like, you know, he got a few and he battled with Chad Reed, on yeah. the and uh, So it's, it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, you in, you know, that's the problem, like I said before, like, you you no, never want to get, like, shot or dope, you know, like, you know, you always want to keep pushing limits and you know, keep learning, you know, so uh, we have, uh, everyone know me for specializing in Honda, but we also have, you know, engine packages for other bands also.
0: Okay, so like a quick question, Uh, you'd mentioned that uh, you, like what years would you have gone to MMI? Uh, It was 2001. 2001, so, Uh, when you did when you got a hundred percent on the Honda elective, they not they did not yet have uh a 250F, or at, at that time they may not have even had a 450 uh in their in their lineup. Um, how did you learn how to work on four
1: strokes? Um, I believe the first year, the 2004, I was still at Honda Houston, and yeah. the four 50 or four strokes. I mean, we had you know probably the biggest Honda dealership in that Kyle State area. So we got a lot, a lot of bikes, and I was the motocross guy. So I probably built, man, like, you know, 80, 90 engines in, like, you know, just 250 engines in the one year and as a service tech. So when I went to Factory Connection the next year, Actually, like there are mechanics who've been there 10, 12 years, but they're coming from the 125er. And so I I had a leg up on everyone. And I remember first year, uh, really 2005, and, um, you know, of course, we pushed the limits, you know, on our core team. And there were a lot of engine failures with a lot of uh, riders, but Josh is the only rider with zero engine failures all year and um, because the mechanics build their own engines those days you know mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. uh and so which
0: is, which is not the case anymore by the way
1: you know so, 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 uh, actually now it's you know the you know specific people for suspension and engines you know it's uh uh Evolution of the sport, I guess you know. It's it's good for the yeah, sport, totally. you know. Yeah, like that
0: that's the way it was in road by or in in uh, road racing in the in the nineties, late nineties, uh, even early early nineties through through current. And uh, like you have a suspension, you have a tire guy, you have your chassis guy, you have a suspension guy, you have an engine guy, uh, you have a guy who puts on uh, puts on the the grips.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, you're you're a bit of I wouldn't say I guess uh, I would say a dive breed but uh, a a breed of of, uh, race mechanic who at one time uh, might have even changed his own tires at some point Um, definitely definitely.
1: and and the biggest thing was like you know i i've seen how my uncle worked you know he was a old like guy you know working with my dad the same uncle worked for me so honda and i and i've seen how he do things and so is my dad and you know my uncles and and then also the people I look up to, you know, to Skip Norfolk or Mike Gosler, you know, the old school mechanics where uh, they build the bike in the back of the box van from race to race, you know. And yeah. if uh, if there's a broken frame, they learn to how to weld the frame, you know, how to build suspension, and so I have a lot of respect for those guys because they jack of all trades, trades you know, and, and you know, I mean you drive all night and you build a bike and so like I said it's, it's a it's a it's a dying breed or you know or the past I would say you know and but I'm old school you know and I and I, I have a lot of respect for those guys you know so uh, so when I work in for factory teams you know I'm the guy who takes that extra time and makes you polish the cases right and makes you everything's perfect you know And, uh, for example, it took me 24 hours nonstop to build George's bike. Like if I start two o'clock this afternoon, I finish two o'clock tomorrow, nonstop. And there are, you know, sometimes some mechanics build it in eight hours or six hours, you know? And for me, you know, I'm, you know, I don't focus on others. I want to do what I want to do the way I like to do it, you know? So, uh, Sometimes it's, you know, uh, but you had to play with the, you know, team rules and all that stuff too, you know. So, For I guess sure. I, I was bad ball out back then, you know. So,
0: <laughs> well, I clearly what you were doing was working because, uh, Josh's motors were, like you said, not only, uh, reliable, his bikes were always, uh, good looking on the line. And, uh, and like you said, no, uh, no engine failures, which is unbelievable. Um would you say that uh, during your uh your entire mechanicing career, including today, you would say you that you uh marched your own drum a little bit. Uh you've got I wouldn't say uh um outside the box uh, view of how it should be, but uh, like definitely have your own uh ideologies of how you want how the engine should work?
1: Um yeah, the four I mean the four stroke technology goes, you know, way back, you know, so uh, everything's being tried and, you know, not everything but, you know, I mean I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, I don't know think outside the box, you know and uh, there are a lot of, like the part that I did, didn't like about the, this business is like everyone grab a piston or a can or, you know, shelf parts and put it together and say, oh, I'm an engine builder, you know, and, and from day one, I want to do things, uh, I don't know, like I said, differently, let's, let's think, you know, let's come up with new ideas, you know, and uh, even yeah. now, we have, uh, like, I have, you know, my own cans, own pistons, on own porting, all, like, all my heads, are most of the heads are CNC-ported now because of the volume and to maintain consistency and stuff. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's pushing to the next level. Like, okay, let's, 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 let's see what's next, you know. And, uh, so even our, you know, custom pistons and so on, I sell it also to customers. And, but most of the time it's, uh, custom stuff developed for, you know, certain race teams or certain customers. So, you know, eventually we will market all those items to customers and, right now it's just uh focusing on quality more than you know quantity you know so at the end of the day like i need to be happy of what i built you know like like i want to build trick stuff you know
0: so 100 yeah. percent. and uh with that quality will become will come demand for the quantity sort of thing right yes
1: definitely and also i want to be open for uh, customization, too, that way, you know, it's not going to be like cookie cutter, you know, like, oh, hey, you get the same engine like, you know, the other guy, you know, no, let's, 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 because every ride is different, you know, so, you know, we have different, you know, ignition modifications or, you know, camshaft or pistons, exhaust, or all that, and, uh, you know, I want to make sure it's, it's right for you, you know, so it's, uh, you know, I have fun doing it, you know, to build something that tailored to you.
0: Absolutely. It's very unique. Um, uh, it sounds like you're able to take uh, just about any engine to that next level. We're going to talk a little bit more about, like, about that after these messages from Bills, Pipes, X-Brand, Goggles, and W Wheels. Sound good?
1: Yeah, right on. All right,
0: All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of amigos. For extreme kids like us. Racing man, but more than bikes, what Big Jeff likes is a fat bowl. Amigos with brand, fat bowl. Amigos with brand. Oh, super power, brands for speed. Ooh, that tastes what a delicious treat. B M I B Oh, super power, brands for speed. Cereal beads, Amigos with brand. Cereal beads, Amigos with brand. Cereal beads, Amigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. When it comes to helmets, there is Just One. The helmet brand, that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com. JustoneHelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. So, what do
1: you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than hair and stronger than steel. So, what that means is it can move much faster.
0: 2014 X Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's dot acom right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. And I want you guys in a set of W Wheels. So do what I did and head to DUBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist, suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike And we're back, Big MX Radio Podcast Show with Powered by Naveen. Naveen, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, taking that motor to the next level. Uh, and uh, let's start off with with your specialty, the Honda. Um, as far as uh, the Unicam, Honda engine, four-stroke especially, uh, what are some of the absolutely must-haves to uh, just even start to gear your bike towards a more performance uh, um, package?
1: um uh, the Honda engine the c r. f. line especially it's uh, you know um uh, first I was like you know I only worked on Honda, so when I started working on the other bands, now I see more and more like the quality how quality product it is like especially like metallurgy you know like like let's say if you touch a bolt, you know like how quality it's how, how well it's made. So, yeah, exactly. And they are well, like Honda's always, you know, it's it's a company built around racing, you know, from day one. And so they always push the limits to make things better, and you know, so uh, all the brands are, you know, kind of way up there. And but you know, me personally, I enjoy working on Honda's because the quality of product and. um, even, you know, in some years, let's say they have a, a small defect on some part or some, you know, or button or, you know, some, they fix it, you know, so it's, it's really good about this because it's a company that go out, goes after perfection, you know, so I think uh, that's how, that's why I get along really good with them, you know, and uh, because I think we both have common goals, you know, and, uh Again, to answer your question on the Unicam engine, let's say if it's a Honda CRF 250 for example, uh, yeah. you can, on the new fuel-injected bike, uh, we have custom fuel and ignition maps, and we do on the Honda ECU, and we can gain up to 3.5, sometimes 4 horsepower on on a bone stock bike out of the box, with just by mapping and race gas, it's a uh, ground stock everything, so on a stock class, you know that's a extra you know three and a half horsepower over stock bike
0: well, that's ten percent that's almost ten percent horsepower yeah, definitely. Uh, with with fuel mapping
1: yes and and you can't push those parameters because you know you can trust the components you know you can trust the crank or the piston or the valve, you know all that stuff.
0: Yeah, that'd be the most reliable package, right?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And we do have engine packages starting from five hundred bucks and all the way to you know, I mean, if you want, you can spend ten thousand bucks on engine, you know, and and uh, that much more modifications you can do to a four stroke engine. And uh, but when you get to racing engines, you, you know, that's when you have custom connecting rods, custom bearings, custom cranks. And uh, we also have different like connecting rod bearings and different connecting rods. Um, you know, some of them are exotic materials like titanium and stuff. And then also the valves, you know, different diameters, different valve angles. And then also all the the head porting and stuff done on CNC. And the valve seat angle, valve seat profiles are, you know, CNC machined also. Um, for example, like a lot of people do the 30 machine which is a very good machine but that's like $30,000 machine and we use the new and CNC machine which is like $140,000 machine you know so same as like formula 1 technology or MotoGP gp stuff you know so
0: right exactly it's yeah. um uh, trying to find a, a, an analogy but uh, basically uh if you you you're trying to uh to like get something done with a much cheaper, um, che- cheaper tool. You're not you're not going to be able to achieve that same uh, level of performance as you would with uh, like uh, the, the machine I, that you've got there would be uh, the top flight uh, utensil.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's uh, you know the industry evolves. You know, when it comes to modifications or you know components, you know, and, and especially metallurgy. You know, like the metal science is like crazy right now, you know, so you always have to look for, okay, what's next, you know, and and a and, uh, lot of technology comes from military, you know, and uh, so they probably have the best stuff, you know, as far as the machinery components and all that, so, and then also like through like Formula One racing and IndyCar racing, so there's always things to learn from different industries, different areas, you know, I mean, you can, I mean, there are stuff you can learn from bicycle industry, like how to get the right tension on a spoke, you know, on a wheel, you know, so it's it's, it's having the open mind and, you know, uh, trying to think outside the box, I would say, you know, and like never, never get stuck in a rut, you know, (laughs) like you always, okay, see what's next, you know, and, uh, Always um,
0: progressing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's funny because uh, mountain bikes, especially downhill mountain bikes, have used air suspension for yeah. uh, oh x number of years. Uh, is is like, would you ever uh, consider? Like, obviously, you're you're predominantly an engine guy, but as far as suspension goes, is there somewhere t- like, can we learn from uh, from what the, the the mountain bike guys are doing, suspension wise? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's that's you know, that's a perfect example, and also even. In the other areas too, even on the car industry, you know, there's 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 so many things you can learn to you know make things better, you know, and because there are some guys even like road race guys, you know, and motor motorcycle road racing guys, and mm-hmm. on the engines there are a lot of things that they've been there, done that, you know, and and motocross is the grassroots of things, and but it's it, it's coming to the motocross side, you know, so. Unfortunately, I can see in the future that the cost might go up because everyone's kind of like, okay, let's do this, let's do that, you know, and yeah. uh, you know, that's you know, I, I I don't want it to be like a Porsche Cup Series, you know, like just a rich man's sport, you know, and uh, you know, but you know, my job is to push the limit, but, you know, that's what you know, I'm. Uh, I'm here to do, you know, so but I can see the cost is going up. So hopefully I don't know, there will be a happy medium in the future, you know, for the industry.
0: Definitely. Speaking of uh pushing limits, off base question or not mean off, off off base question, but uh a relatable question. Um what's the most horsepower you've ever uh you've ever pulled out of a two fifty F, a one fifty F and a four fifty F?
1: Man, uh you know the numbers are, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's one of those questions like everyone has their own numbers, you know. So, uh, you know, there are normal dinos and there are happy dinos, you know. So what we do, we start the bike on the stock, born out of the box on the same dyno, and then we keep developing stuff, you know, from there on, like, okay, how much we can gain from, I don't know start with the simple things like the air filter, you know, and then fuel injection modifications or carburetor modifications, and then you go to the cylinder head, piston, bottom end, exhaust, you know, so on. Um, on a 150, you know, the stock horsepower on our dyno is 20 horsepower, and but the you know, what you need to understand, the peak number is just one point at, you know, let's say 10,500 RPM, you know, and, but how many percentage you ride at that position, you know, so I'm a big fan of getting the front side, or the, let's say 4,000 to 10,500 in that RPM range, bring Mm -hmm. the front side of the curve really strong, because that's where you spend 75% of your time each lap, you know, uh, coming out of the corner so, you know short straightaways and stuff so
0: yeah that's where you need to have the power
1: yes yeah, so the peak number wise uh, let's say on a 150 we have stock 20 horsepower but uh, right now we have a rider at lorado wins a japanese rider and um, that bike i believe we made 28.2 but we also back it down a little bit you know so i believe it's a 27.2 because to keep it reliable because especially rare, I mean, there's always, you know, there's a mud race. <laughs> always a day that it's, rains. It's going to be
0: muddy. It's uh, going to be hot. Yeah. It's going to be hot and muddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every year, you know. I, I mean, yeah. there are a couple of years it didn't rain, but most of the years it rained. So uh, to keep it reliable, is uh, you know, you need to cross the finish line first, you know. And uh, then on a 250, again, we can gain you know, 11 to 12 horsepower overstock very easily. And, okay. uh, on a 450, you know, it's, it's, I mean, you can gain 60 plus horsepower easy, but it, it's like, okay, how much you can, how much of the power yeah, you, you can put, you put you it, can in, hold on to it. Yeah. You, you need to put it in usable horsepower, you know, and, and the power delivery is very important to me than just the peak number. So for, for example, uh, Last year, I built a 450. Uh, it was, you know, pretty narrow bike, and but it made probably eight horsepower over stuff. And it went to Brazil, and uh, that ride a whole shot, uh, I believe, 80 or 85% of the models, you know, out of the uh, 20 models they did, I think he whole shot like, you know, 15 or 16 of them. So, so it's, not the peak number you know where you put the power to the ground and how you put the power to the ground you know so it's uh, little tricks of the trade I guess you know (laughs) and uh, if you look really closely even on road race stuff MotoGP stuff there was an error it's always horsepower and then it came to like okay like saving fuel and saving tires and you know, the best acceleration, you know, so.
0: Yeah, who can be the fastest, the longest, not necessarily the fastest on the first lap where you burn up the tires.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then then the forward momentum, you know. So I think, you know, all those stuff coming, trickling down the motocross also. And uh, that's why, you know, first of all, I want to build good, durable, reliable stuff. And, And that doesn't mean, I want to be second to anyone, you know, because I mean, if I want I'm in this industry because I want to win, you know. It's as simple as that. And I think the main, I think the most important goal should be in any engine builder. It's uh, it's someone's kid on the bike, you know. So yeah. it's uh, the rider safety is very important too mm-hmm. because. You can build a time bomb, you know, and then, oh, you know, you can build a one-hour engine, you know, that get extra. That's it, two horsepower, three horsepower, you know. But mm-hmm. if that bike fails, and if something happens to someone's kid, you know, uh, it's on your chest, you know. So, you know, especially in amateurs, you know, we 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 make special precautions to make sure. It's the highest quality stuff, it's the best stuff we can make, and it's the most durable stuff too, you know. And um, so safety is a num you know, very high in my priority list also.
0: Absolutely. Um and uh, I, the one thing I want to talk to you about was uh, the fact that you've you've put your name in the name of your business and I have a lot of respect for someone that would do that because uh, when you put your name on your business uh, your business is you 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 repre- your business re- represents your values and uh, you as a person um, what did it mean to you to be able to uh, put your your name uh, across the front of your own business uh, and what does that mean to you like uh, to yourself what does what does powered by mean?
1: Um powered by Namin is me <laughs> and, and you know that's all you know like it's it's who I am you know and like I said you know the history and you know like I said it's just not a business for me it's, it's, a, it's a way of life and it's just my passion you know and uh, I can see myself building Indians you know when i'm 60 years old you know i mean and i always go racing you know even if it's lawnmowers you know i don't care you know (laughs) if it's it's in your blood then uh i know there are a lot of companies you know i mean it's it's a business you know there there are very catchy names and all that you know and i don't know i it's, it's just me and you know i go all in you know risk it all you know and that's how i always did things and And at the end of the day, you know, it's closer to your heart, you know, so it it, it feels right, you know. So it's, uh, you know, I am proud to put my name on parts and on the business.
0: 100%. Now, um... Let's talk a little bit about the different packages that is are available through Powered Nine by Naveen. Um, I'm just looking at your website quickly here, and uh, the uh, the practice engine uh, isn't uh, illustrated, uh, but um, the the C engine is the first one that, that uh, comes off the page at me, uh, and uh, we're including uh, such things as a race piston cylinder coating, as well as uh, as valve coating. Um, how how does Basically, the the packages differ between the A, the C, the B, the A, and um, and eventually, like like what would be so. You're like you'd mentioned five hundred dollars that like you can start there, uh, but uh, what are the differences?
1: Yeah, we have uh, you know depends on the brand. You know we have like close to four or five engine package options and mm-hmm. practice engine package C class a B class, A class, and there uh, are engine package and then the custom packages also. Um, let, let let's say for example on Honda uh, practice engine package we can it's up to the writer we can make extra, you know, four and a half to five horse power. where you can run podcast with stock ECU and we do coatings on the cylinder, valve, piston, so, you know, it's it, it it's a long time, and uh, prices can go from, you know, $500 to, you know, $900. It depends on, you know, what piston, because we can make, you know, extra five, five and a half horsepower with a stock piston, with the one pump gas, and then, uh, actually, we are in the middle of redoing the website, because I need to advertise on the other brands that we do also, and... uh, so on the C class engine package again, it's uh, that doesn't mean it's directed to the C class riders. It's it's uh, levels, you know, like you know, I would say stage one, stage two, stage three, you know. And, uh, of course,
0: yeah.
1: So again, like you know, uh, that's probably let's say eight horsepower overstock, and then the next one would be like ten horsepower overstock, you know. And, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and for example, like. Uh, a lot of international teams they go for B-class engine package, you know, which is like four thousand dollars on a Honda CRF250. Have CNC ported head, titanium valves, you know, heavy-duty valve springs, titanium uh, keepers, and lightweight retainers. Uh, custom I cam- cams. Yes, custom have my uh, own cam, and custom pistons. Uh, all the ignition and all that stuff, you know, and you know, with the different power body modifications and stuff, you know, the price keeps going up, you know. So, but it's a different options you choose. And uh, last year, uh, Honda Brazil uh, they ran our B class engine package, and they won uh, two championships in the 250 class. They are supercross version and the outdoor version on the bike, and. Uh, at that time, unfortunately, the unfortunate contract we had, like, you know, I wasn't allowed to advertise, you know, because it's like, always oh, it's their engine, you know. And, uh, but it was really good. So that shows you, like, even on a B-class engine package, you can win, even at a national level, you know. And uh, this year, I'm supplying engines for Honda Australia. And their bike is the one that had most hole shots so far in the five rounds in the national championship so it's you know like i said we have the engine package and we custom tune it to you know how much you want to push the limit like do you want a five hour engine or 10 hour engine or 20 hour engine you know so nice tweaks in that area too
0: Okay, um, as far as uh, like, like a custom engine is something that is that uh, would be tough to put together, uh, f- uh, a, a spanning quite a distance, like uh, all the way down in Australia, or even all the way up here in Canada. I know there's a rider locally, uh, Marcus Burros, who uh, runs two powered by Naveen Motors in his uh, twin 2013 250 CRF 250Fs. Um, what kind of package do you put uh, together for uh, for those engines and uh, as far as um, doing custom work to an engine or uh, basically building a motor from so far away, uh, how like what are some of the challenges of that or uh, like, uh, how are you able to accomplish it?
1: Uh, I believe Marcus's engines, uh, uh, those bikes I built for Kyle Swanton, he used to be one of yeah. my riders, I helped uh, from NHS and all the way to... You know, his pro supercross and all those stuff. And uh, first year in Canada, he ran those bikes, and I mean, there were times he landed on the podium, you know, and like third place. Sure. And and you know, I remember he was like very popular that year. That was a couple of years ago. And uh, I, uh, you know, on top of my head, uh, I remember those had stock bottom in and but had the head with. Guide seats, uh, titanium valves, custom pistons, uh, throttle body modifications, and you know, custom cams and all that stuff. So uh, that's you know the best example there. Like I mean, you can you can build a package which is like a B class package, which is just top end only, and you know, it's good enough to compete with the best of the best. You know, and and I believe that's the best. Uh, season that Kyle had uh, in, in his professional career, and and uh, you know when Marcus, uh, I mean, uh, he always sent me pictures, and uh, you know uh, saying the bike is like really fast, really fast, and, and really I mean, with his grandpa. You know, I know I I, uh, I had a lot of fun talking to uh, people, and you know get the honest opinion you know and and uh, it's just you know i don't know it's a dose of reality you know and then so you you make things better to make everyone happy you know i mean you can't make everyone happy but you try to do your best you know
0: absolutely yeah. you can uh you can't make everyone happy but you can sure as hell try yeah um You'd mentioned that you work with a lot of amateur uh, athletes, and uh, that's a very like uh, special special thing. Any level of any sport, uh, working at the amateur level, uh, you're dealing with a lot of young athletes that uh, have a lot of hopes and dreams, and they can be realized uh, through a lot of hard work on their own part. But then you also have a hand in uh, seeing them be as successful as they can be. Uh, What does it mean to you to be able to uh, have a hand in being able to uh, allow these kids, like, uh, this week, I have no doubt that uh, there's going to be an athlete that collects his first or maybe uh, his second um, Lyridolin Amateur National Championship aboard a powered by a Honda or whatever happened, like, any motocross bike powered by Naveen. Um, like, what kind of satisfaction do you get? What kind of happiness do you get out of uh, seeing some stuff like that?
1: Man, it's, uh, you know, it's it's someone's dream. why we knew it. Yeah, it's someone's dream, you know. Like, I mean, I've been at the same position when I was a kid, you know, just, just, you know, just a kid with a dream, you know. And I know there are people who helped me to achieve my dreams and my goals, and I, I will always remember those people, you know. And um, for me, it's, it's, you know, okay, I, I played a little part in their journey, you know, and then it don't matter if they remember me or not, you know, that's what, not why I do it. I, I was like, okay, like, I helped that kid, you know? And uh, I think that's the most satisfying part of what I do, you know, in the past and, you know, even right now and even in the future. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just, it's so easy to see sometimes which direction the kid go, you know, because you... <laughs> You know, I dealt with I don't know 500 kids you know, in the past 10 years, and and yeah. it's it's so easy to see like okay, like I mean, every you know, different people have different things that make them kick. You know, sometimes it's the money or the glory or the show part of it or the girls or whatever. You know, I mean, every every everyone's different. You know, and and it's uh, you know not trying to mold them into something like, okay, no, this is what you should do. It's like, you're, you're there to support them, you know, like, okay, like, you know, I got your back, you know, let's, let's go for it, you know? And, and, you know, I always believe watercross is life, is life fast forward, you know, it's like you learn your lessons quick in this industry, you know? And, Mm -hmm. you teach them, you know, just basic things, you know, like, passion, determination, you know, and, you know, it's a fire that you have in your gut, you know, like, okay, like, how bad do you want it, you know? And uh, if things don't work out, man, like, don't give up, you know? Get up, dust off, and, you know, let's go to the next one, you know? And uh, and I know in motocross, the window of opportunity is very, very small, so, unfortunately, out of those you know, let's say 500 kids, I can count the kids that who, who made it in, you know, on one hand, you know, or, you know, uh, less than 10, you know, so the, all the other kids that who didn't make it, if if I can be some helpful mentor to make them better citizens for their life, I mean, man, you know, I, I think I did my job, you know. So
0: absolutely yeah. and um motocross is a sport that um it doesn't it's it's not all about the motocross wins. It, actually, if it was all about the wins, uh, I, I probably wouldn't be racing or be having anything to do with it because I haven't come across a finish line stripe uh, in the lead uh, thus far in my seventeen years of uh, of trying. Yeah. Um, but it's it's motocross gets into your blood. It gets into who you are. Uh, motorsports does that, yeah, yeah. Um, and. And some of the, the values that you gain from a sport like motocross are uh, strength, perseverance, uh, the the value in. in Finding out what it's like to try and succeed, or try and fail, and uh, it, it's those values and those um, basically the the gifts or the what we're able to uh, to gain from it that uh, we're able to carry forward with us, uh, regardless of how ex- successful we are on the track. Because at some point, uh, like yourself, we all have to. Uh, uh, at some point, you can't do it forever.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's, the lifespan is very, very short you know and just as a professional so even if you make it you're done when you're at you know 28 29 you know 30 yeah, if you're sure. lucky you know yes <laughs> so you know then also the education is a very big part because i know a lot of people overlook that part and uh, of course they all dream that okay i'm going to be the next big thing you know and but I also, um, you know, when I support writers or when I have sponsored writers, I always make sure, like, hey, I want to see your grades because you need to keep that part going too, you know, because it gets you ready, you know, you have a backup plan, you know. And I mean, like, you know, I mean, I learned from my mistakes, you know, I mean, I'm, and like I said, I'm all in all the time, you know. And, uh, but, <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe it's not the smartest thing sometimes, but I don't want, you know, I mean, I I kind of learn, I learn from my mistakes, and I'm kind of teach the kids, like, okay, like, maybe this might not be the right way to do things, you know, and uh, to have a brighter future for them, you know, and, and I don't know, it's just, uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I I like doing that, you know, and I, I know when I'm an old man, you know, sitting in a rocking chair, I can, that's what's gonna matter at the end, you know, like, you know, um, for example, like, uh, there are many professional mechanics out there, you know, like, um, like, uh, Pedro, you know, Jeremy Mott's mechanic, he came from my shop, you know, and, uh, Jerry Nelson's mechanic, you know, he came from me. And so it's, uh, you know, I feel like, man, I, I, I made a difference in the kid's life, you know, and, and it's, uh, I helped them to live their dream, too, you know. So, I don't know not know, every time I walk into a supercross or a like like <laughs> I feel like a proud dad, you know. I mean, there are many kids I help, you know. So, I don't know, I keep uh, continuing to do it that way. And, um, I don't know, like, like I said before, it's uh, my way of doing things, I guess, you know. <laughs>
0: For sure, it, it, it's uh, regardless of, of uh, how the chips fall, you'd like to be able to uh, sit back in that rocking chair at the end of the day and said that uh, uh, win, lose or draw, we did it. Uh, you did it your way, and uh, and it seems that uh, the way you do things is uh, is it, been successful for you um, in in your uh, your years of uh, of being a, a master mechanic. You have to have had a lot of kids coming up to you uh, who like uh, who ask you to, to teach them. Take you under their wing a little bit. uh, How much of that do you get? And uh, would you ever consider kind of like uh, taking on a bit of an apprentice?
1: Um, Say that again, that you uh, you broke up a little bit. Oh, sorry, sorry about
0: that. as far as, uh, like, I know there's there's plenty of guys locally that, like, uh, they know a whole lot more about uh, racing engines than Ooh. I do, and I'd love to learn. And I guarantee uh, you, with all of your knowledge, there's uh, a ton of, uh, like, students, young and old, that, uh, want to learn from you a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. do you, do you get that a fair bit? And, uh, do you ever see a little, uh, a little, uh, bit of yourself in some of these, uh, uh, these curious young mechanics?
1: Oh, well, definitely, I mean, um, you know, like I said, you know, there are, there were years, like, there are like five or six kids that learned from me, landed at factory jobs, and they are factory mechanics, you know, and not just one brand, you know, they're like, there are, like, four or five seminars full of the kids that, you know, I teach, you know. So, you know, those are the kids that, we least, okay, man, they came up on the better end, you know. And But unfortunately, you know, not everyone who comes to me has the same goal, you know. And, and, you know, being a mechanic is a very, very responsible job. And some wants to do it for the glory or, you know, they want to... Spotlight, you know, and but Mm -hmm. first, one of the first things I teach them, like, hey man, like, there's someone's kid's life in your hands, and and it all it takes is one mistake, you know. So, I'm, I don't know, as a teacher, I would say I'm pretty hard on them, but it's, uh, you know, they need, need to learn to take things serious, you know, if it's simple as, you know, I mean. You you are responsible for someone's life, you know, and uh, so very close, very soon I can tell like okay he he's in for the right reasons or not, you know, and and people who's in there for the right reasons they go all the way because they they do it for the right reason, you know. So um, and that's what we need, you know, the industry need, you know, the cream of the crop, I would say, you know. And uh, so I'm, I don't know. I'm, 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 happy to say that you know there are many mechanics who are, factor mechanics and uh, championship winning mechanics, you know. And I'm very, very proud of them. I'm very proud of them. And uh, you know, there's are always new kids coming up, and you know, I teach them, and you know, then they go their way. And you know, if they, if you do things for the right reasons, you know, it's it just, you know, it's just a law of nature you know you go all the way you know it's as simple as like that you know and uh so yeah i'm 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 happy to say that there are mechanics who graduated and went all the way and and there are many coming up also
0: oh, that's awesome man it's it's uh it's great to hear the po- the passion in your voice, because I've always said oh, that motocross you. is a passion sport. You have to be uh, a little bit half-cooked to love this sport, and you have to uh, be j- just about full-blown crazy to uh, <laughs> to, to take oh, it in too. as uh, your main deal. And uh, it, it seems like uh, like your 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 business is not only uh, a very performance-oriented business. You take a lot of pride in it, but uh, it's a lot. It's a passion-based business that uh, you you take you. Put you take it, you put your heart, your heart and soul into, and uh, anytime you put your heart and soul into anything, uh, you'll get good results. And uh, um, I can only wish the best for uh, for your athletes at Loretta Linz. How many uh, how many athletes do you have uh, down at Loretta's this year? Uh,
1: I have five riders there, and there are a couple of riders, uh, unfortunately, you know, had a couple of injuries, so they may start on their regionals and area qualifiers. And uh, you know all those writers like you know, they are each one of them was special for certain reason, you know, and then that's the coolest part, you know. There are different personalities, different goals. You know, it's uh, it's uh, cool to watch them grow, you know, into you know, into next level of their career. And uh, and the coolest thing is, like you know, you you. You jump head first to help someone or help a kid to make a difference in their life you know and then and sometimes they end up inspiring me you know and then and that's you know really cool to see you know it's really cool to see
0: well right on man uh Where can people find more information about you? I know you uh, said you're uh, working on uh, getting somebody to uh, redesign the website uh, because as far as I can tell, I think all you work on is Hondas uh, (laughs) based on the website. But nevertheless, um, how can people get more information? How can they get in touch with you as far as the shop and uh, uh, making their motocross bike uh, perform at its absolute very best?
1: Yes, uh, we are located in Toronto, Southern California. And we are like a block from Honda. <laughs> so, again, you know, the price goes to Honda without that much easier. But uh, we do work on other brands, too. And, you know, our website is powered uh, by naveen.com. Uh And the phone numbers are 310-320-6721 and 310-320-6722. Uh, I have another company called NRC, Naveen Racing Components. So that's what, you know, all my custom cans, custom pistons we made under that company. So the phone numbers stands for 310-320-NRC1 and NRC2. So that's easy way to remember.
0: There you go. Uh, head on over to PoweredNut by Naveen.com. Uh Those phone numbers are in the top right corner. Uh, Naveen, uh, it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed spending time with you tonight. Then my friend... Uh, like it, it's been a thrill. Like honestly, I'd have a million more questions for you, but that just means we get to have you on once again uh, a little ways down the road. So uh, with that, I appreciate you taking some time this, for, with me this evening, my friend. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll cut it off right there. You have yourself a great night.
1: Well, thank you, thank you, brother. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity, you know, and. and uh... I remember when we first started talking about this podcast, <laughs> I told you, you know, I never got invited to the podcast because they can not put subtitles on the radio, you know, so hopefully, you know, uh, you know they can understand and, you know, maybe make a difference in, you know, someone's uh, life, you know, so I'm happy. Thank you.
0: 100%. Well, they, they might speak a little bit different language in Sri Lanka, but motocross is universal.
1: Yeah, I totally agree,
0: 100%. <laughs> right on. Well, you have yourself a great night.
1: Okay, man. Thank you. You too.
0: Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.